Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. permit before we have to pull out. We need this expansion. Yes, sir. sir. If we don't get it, we're going to have to move out. This is Robert Ward, who was representing the sand and dirt or the Divine Farms Road borrow pit that is all the way at the end of Divine Farm Road, right off of 297A uh, to the west of Bristol uh, Park, if you know that area. And um, they came to the county commission last week asking for an expansion of the borrow pit because he says, you know, we're, we're digging dirt out of there so fast, running out of trucks so fast, we're going to be out of dirt capability within about a month and a half, and we'll just have to end operations and pull out. Uh, give us more acreage that we can dig in, and we can continue providing the dirt that makes it possible to build homes because homes need dirt, and, you know, we're building a lot of homes, so we need a lot of dirt. Uh, unfortunately for Robert Ward, the residents of the area, especially the residents of Brookhaven, which is this enormous and new within the last uh, two to three years subdivision on the north side of Divine Farms Road. And if you don't know the area, I know this may not you may not relate to all this, but um, if you go west on Divine Farms Road off 297A, it goes steadily kind of downhill towards a feeder for 11 Mile Creek, a little creek down there. It goes over a 20 ton bridge. And then it goes back uphill to the borrow pit. It's kind of an odd geography, but they put this huge new subdivision in. I had actually done a bike tour of this, God, like three years ago or so before the subdivision was built. When it was like on its way, they had platted out the homes and they had dug the um, the borrow the um, the retention ponds, and they were just beginning to put the homes in. So it was interesting to me to hear the residents of Brookhaven show up, and they are not happy about this possible pit expansion and about the dump trucks running down their road. But as it stands now, dump trucks have, uh, are actually tearing up the road. Um, it just wasn't meant for the design for 25 to 30 tons of payload constantly. That's Ben Watson. This is David Zumwalt. I have incredible concerns for this burrow pit expansion. My son and I pick up trash on a regular basis. Most of them are beer bottles that we have physically seen these drivers throw out their window <laughs> and the road and the bridge are not designed for these endless amounts of trucks that go up and down this road. This is Renee Pierre Robinson. The large trucks ride in the middle of the road. The road is very small. The sides of the roads are, are damaged. If you're coming out, school buses, children, you have to literally wait because those large trucks do not get out of the way. They don't move to the side. You have to just let them go by. Um, with the time change, they're out there earlier, before day in the morning, dark. You can hear them going up and down. I feel like the expansion will just increase that. And I feel like it's a safety hazard. And uh, Amanda Pierce, as, as several residents, I mean, uh, six or eight residents showed up to complain about this and say, no, 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 this is bad as it is. And uh, this is going to make it worse if you continue to allow them to expand operations there. I've lived there going on two years. And in the short amount of time that me and my family have lived there, um, we have had several instances where our cars have come into very close contact with the dump trucks that are going up and down Divine Farms all day, every day, Monday through Friday. 
Um, I will say this, I think some of the drivers are genuinely doing the best that they can to try and get up and down the road. If you've never driven on Divine Farms, I suggest maybe try to take a drive out there. It's pretty narrow. The bridge is even more narrow than the road. The drivers of these trucks have to drive off the side of the road or they're going to hit the oncoming traffic. That is causing the side shoulder of our road to crumble. So I drove it yesterday because I was curious and, you know, when I can, this is what I do. I like to look at things with my own eyes. And I, you, you could see that a problem was coming for years. I mean, this was not a surprise that there was going to be a traffic issue. I had the traffic issue in the wrong place. I thought that putting a giant subdivision back behind all the existing subdivisions on the upside, the east side of the creek, that that would be the issue. Well, turns out, no, it's the dump trucks. And if you'd ever driven down this road before any of this happened, it was just a little cart path. I mean, it was definitely not adequate to the traffic for Brookhaven and not adequate for putting a bunch of dump trucks through there. But then the county actually did some work to widen it and strengthen it and make it better. It is still completely inadequate. And if you drive it, which is exactly what it is, and I've got a video I'll put up on our Facebook page. You can watch it for yourself. Um, the trucks definitely have to, if they're passing each other, and there were lots of trucks. I was there for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes yesterday. I must have seen 10 or 15 trucks. I mean, I followed one in <laughs> that was coming back. I, I wound up just lucky to be able to follow one in and film it, and I saw several of them, and some of them speed. Most of them do not, based on my experience. The full ones exiting going eastbound did not. Um, the ones coming in were a little bit more likely to speed, but not terribly, I thought. You know, it's a 30-mile-an-hour road, and some of the couple, I saw one going 40, the one I was driving in behind. And um, they do. They have to pull off the side of the road onto the shoulder in order to pass each other. When it comes to cars, they're clearly damaging the edge of the road surface. The bridge is terrible. The bridge is like you feel unsafe on the bridge because it's all warped and warbled, and apparently the county is working on it. So I'll give you more of my assessment of the situation here in just a second. Before that, let's get traffic uh, from Candy Color. All right. Traffic on the Fives is brought to you by Top Appliances. And uh, not showing anything over there. A little slow on Palafox. This is north of Cervantes, but other than that, not showing any accidents or delays. Uh, traffic on the Fives brought to you by Top Appliance. That's featuring freezers and refrigerators and dishwashers, ranges, washers, and dryers from GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and more. Top Appliance. It's Highway 90 in Milton. Traffic tips text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So back to Divine Farm Road, which, by the way, side note, is both called Divine Farm Road and Divine Farms Road. There are street <laughs> signs for both. And on, like, Google, it's farm, but on the county materials, it's farm. So... Um, say whatever you want. <laughs> There's no answer. <laughs> you can call it whichever you want. Anyway, they wanted to expand this borrow pit, and of course the residents there are freaked out because the dump trucks are terrifying and damaging the road, and they're worried they're going to lose the bridge at some point, which, reasonable concern based on me driving. I'm like, oh, God, this doesn't feel the best. Like, it's all warped and warbled the way things get right before they fail. But the county is supposedly working on that, at least according to Stephen Bear. That's what he said is going on. Anyway, what do you do in this situation? Do you grant the expansion or not? Well, what's weird about this is it's the kind of thing that you want to look at and say, who screwed up? <laughs> you know, who created this problem? Well, kind of everybody created this problem. The reason you have these dump trucks running all this dirt out of that borrow pit is because we're building homes everywhere. And everybody wants to be able to build homes, and therefore they want their dirt. The dirt's got to come from somewhere, part one. The folks at Brookhaven who built their homes already benefited from having dirt. <laughs> you know, maybe, I don't know if it came from that pit, but, you know... They want homes like everybody wants homes. The homes have to be built with dirt that has to come from somewhere. It happens to come from behind your neighborhood, which, by the way, your neighborhood postdates the the pit, right? So the pit was there first, and you put these homes in there. So who was wrong? Was it you for buying the home and then complaining after the fact? Was it the county for 
allowing those homes to be built on a road that clearly was not adequate to the task of everything that's using that road. There's a little bit of blame everybody here. And the county is trying to play catch up to a problem that I think basically they failed to prepare against. But, you know, my first impulse on this was, oh, my God, what did the county do wrong here? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought it's a little bit everybody. I mean, yes, the approval of building on places where they really don't have the infrastructure to handle it, that is a systemic problem that both counties have. We know both counties have this problem. It's a, I don't know how to solve, I mean, I have ideas about how to solve it, but this is, you know, can you blame these commissioners? No, I mean, they, they weren't, well, I mean, Stephen Barry, it is his district and he's been there for 12 years or 10 years. So I guess you can blame him if you want to, um, you know for not averting this problem when it was brewing. And as I said, even three years ago, you could see this problem was clearly brewing. So have we done enough as a county to solve it? No, not really. But again, you know, who's exactly to blame in this situation? Well, there's a little bit of blame to go around all over the place. So what did the county commissioners do in the end? Well, you know, Stephen Barry says... The bridge the bridge project has begun. I believe that they are out there working now. Um you know, we'll continue to we'll continue to address the road. It's uh, you know, it's a it's a concern when you go to develop you know the multi-phase project like Brookhaven. Uh, you know, you're trying to fit new projects into existing operations and existing infrastructure. Inadequate um, infrastructure. So that that's a challenge. But we are, you know, we're catching up. The bridge project is long overdue. So that's a that's a good thing. You know, yeah, it's long overdue. That's not a good thing. <laughs> we're, you know, we're trying to fix it now. Several years too late. That's also not a good thing. <laughs> Super comforting. Yeah, right. Um, so he wants to kind of downplay this, I think. And they wound up passing unanimously about half. I think it was about half of the expansion. So the pit will continue. The dump trucks will continue, and for at least a couple of years, uh, we'll see what happens after that. They didn't approve the whole thing. They approved a partial. So that's kind of where we're at. On this, And I just brought it up because it's a good reminder of when government is not proactive, how things can get behind, how that inconveniences people. But it's also a good reminder, you know, if you're buying a home, pay attention, ask questions, look at what things are zoned at behind your property, what could be developed. We've seen that again and again and again where you think you're on a dead end road and oh, lo and behold, somebody puts a giant subdivision behind you which for the people in front of you is annoying, but for you, you're like, oh, this is my home, you know, <laughs> right? And, you know, I live in that kind of a subdivision. And so when I hear people complaining about the clear cutting of trees, I have to remind myself, well, you know, we didn't clear cut, but we cut a lot to make my house. So how much do I want to yell and scream about a thing that I benefited from? Anyway, it's just kind of one of those, like, you'd like it to be a clean, here's who to blame and here's who screwed up. And I think probably the brunt of the blame is on the county and Stephen Barry for being his district. But that's a little bit simple compared to the reality of it. And for these residents, the end result is for these residents, life is kind of annoying and inconvenient. And that road is in jeopardy because of the trucks. So, oh, by the way, I didn't see any beer bottles or anything like that. And it seemed to me like mostly the truck drivers were doing their best with a hard situation, right? They're doing their best in an inadequate road. That's not their fault, certainly. Um, you know, so you can blame the trucks and be angry at them because they seem to be the threat, but are they really doing anything wrong? Again, I didn't think so. But I've got a video if you want to watch it for yourself and see the situation. 621 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? 
Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Investing in times like these can be scary if you don't have the right person at the helm of your finances. Armada Advisors will put you on the right path for success. Join Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors and find a better way you can successfully invest your money and enjoy your retirement. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning at 1030. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays a weekend, Tech It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. Morning, 623 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Oh, I was out since I was out driving around yesterday. Uh, one of the things I noticed is that uh, OLF8 they uh, have not yet started doing anything to you know put in that road that they got approval from Triumph to work on. Uh, but on the east side of OLF8, the Navy Federal Recreational Area is well under construction. Right. I, I you know, I had not driven that way in a while. I'm like, oh, well, look at that. Uh, and in fact, on the video, it's kind of funny. I was like, uh, oh, is that OLF? No, that can't be. It's too far along. Oh, I bet that's what they. Sure enough. Um, have the, you seen Navy Federal? Like, you want to have oh a wedding God, there? It's yeah, so pretty. It's <laughs> Um, the Not other mine, thing but. is uh, Langley, the new stop signs at, at um, uh, Hibiscus and Leesway mm-hmm. are in. And one of the complaints I had gotten from people is that people are blowing through those stop signs because it's a new traffic control and they don't know about it. Sure. And they're like, where are the warnings? Well, there are signboards up, digital signboards up that warn you in both directions. Nevertheless, a prudent rule of thumb, the one that I always teach my sons is it's better to be alive than to be right. So don't assume people are going to stop at the stop sign. <laughs> Give them a while to adjust to that because people do not. Even the mayor, I think Mayor Robinson even said, I went through there inadvertently one time myself, you know, and he knew the project was coming. Sure. That, that can happen. Get used to it. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Former President Donald Trump speaking out after reports that the Justice Department is now investigating how a dozen classified documents wound up at offices of a think tank that President Biden used after his term as vice president ended. Trump wrote on social media, quote, when is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden? Perhaps even the White House. Uh, The severe weather continuing in California, more than 34 million folks there facing flood risks, torrential downpours and powerful winds keep pounding the state. Uh, Some parts of central and southern California, the parade of cyclones has triggered flooding, mudslides and debris flow. And for the person who loves gadgets, there's now a Fitbit type device available for your dog. The uh, new Animo GPS tracker provides provides location, activity, and behavior monitoring for your dogs. Clips onto your dog's collar provides stats on their sleep, barking, scratching, and shaking. And sends you a notification if it leaves your property. Wow. (laughs) And yet, completely predictable. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 625 on News Radio 92.3. The one thing I could see is... For animals that have um, itching issues, that could be useful as a like diagnostic, you know, assessment of whether the cream or the pill or the whatever you're doing with them might work. But other than that, it's just there you go. 
2023. Welcome to it. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. <laughs> Hold on, i got to change my cat's Fitbit. Uh, not showing any. <laughs> Man, those would get an ad. That's how I could get my steps in. Put it on my cat. I-10 East and Westbound is clear. No issues with any on or off ramps. I-110 North and Southbound traveling at posted speeds as well. Traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Hey, if you've got an import, a BMW, a Porsche, a Mercedes, an Audi, Genesis, Jaguar, Lexus, nice vehicles, right? You do not have to take those to the dealership. You do not have to pay or drive, because it can be both, right? And then pay the extra. Uh, um, to go to the dealer, you can take them to Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. They work on those all the time. Uh, same thing for the diesel engines. Not everybody works on them. They're a little bit trickier, different, you know, because diesel. Um, and they work on those, no problem. So if you got a truck that's, you know, having issues or you have a truck you want to make sure it doesn't have issues, you can take it to Bobby Likas because that's the idea is that preventative maintenance to make sure the big catastrophic things don't happen. That's the philosophy behind the name of the website, carclinicservice.com, like a healthcare clinic for your car so you bring it to them healthy so you don't have to bring it to them broken 2021 carfax rated them a top rated service center four and a half average reviews or above bobby Lycus auto service right here on davis highway what are you doing you're slowing down you're slowing down i'm bringing him in closer merlin you're gonna do what oh man have you seen what's going on with the great salt lake like it's dried up <laughs> or like it's close to it right. and they're saying like within five years the great salt lake could just be gone what the <laughs> like holy smokes this you know overuse of water sources in the west has always been an issue my dad's lived in denver for like 30 years 40 years and you know it's always a problem generally but you know we have these ongoing drought conditions the drying up of the lake and you know the the hoover dam all of that kind of stuff um and then of course, what people say is, well, global climate change, that part, I'm not sure I buy that slice of it, but certainly the idea, man-made anyway, uh, the idea of losing the lake is enormous and what they're going to have to do in order to adapt to that. So they're talking about conservation measures and, um, you know, trying to reduce use of the water source, all of this. That's basically what they say is they're going to do. Meanwhile, that's the bad news. Meanwhile, good news, um, we're fixing the ozone layer. Remember the ozone layer? You know, when you were a kid and they told you to stop spraying the hairspray, you know, because that's killing the ozone layer, the fluorocarbons. Well, the work that has been done to eliminate the things that are hazardous to the ozone layer in the upper atmosphere have been working. And the amount of average ozone up in the atmosphere, it won't be back to pre-1980. That's when the thinning began uh, pre-1980 level until about 2040 and in the Arctic until 2045. But we're on that path and it has been increasing the uh, two chief chemicals that uh, eat at the ozone uh, in the atmosphere according to at least one earth scientist at nata's got her space flight center says chlorine levels are down 11 percent since 1993 and bromine which is uh, more efficient eating it is also at lower levels in the air down 14 percent since 1999 the uh, peak so the healing of the ozone layer is, um, they say, the United Nations says, is saving 2 million people every year from skin cancer. Wow. Just in time for us to lose all our water. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's exactly. Well, us exactly, but, you know, the people who live in Utah. Uh, 629. Not just Utah. Have six, you watched Mead? Lake what's Mead? that now? Lake Mead is Oh, just, yeah, right. Yeah. I, everywhere. At, I know. All, it's, I mean, it's not bizarre if you understand, you know, kind of the, the climate there, but still, it's... Um, it's 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 wild that that's going on. Oh, and I thought this was fascinating. Just a, an odd little news piece that I picked up yesterday. You know how you see all the old Roman architecture that is still around, and it's kind of amazing that they could build things like this that are still in operation today? Well, research that has been done uh, at MIT, 
they were looking into the composition of the concrete they used. They have these weird little white chunks in the concrete that are known as lime clasts, and they look like a mistake. They look like inadequate mixing. They now think that the lime clasts were designed to be self-healing on cracks that would develop because the lime or whatever would essentially form into those cracks and crystallize and recreate the structural support for the concrete, wow. that it would be self-healing over thousands of years. Not that the Romans knew it would last that long, but that's amazing, yeah, right? Engineering. Fox News, and I'm Chris Foster. The Justice Department's investigating what's described as a small number of classified documents in an office once used by President Biden. It was being packed up in November. The documents, which were believed to be taken from the White House when Joe Biden was vice president, were found in the office that the president used from 2017 until he began the 2020 campaign. The president's special counsel, Richard Sauber, wrote in a statement that the president and his attorneys are cooperating with the National Archives. Fox's Matt Finn. The Georgia Bulldogs are college football national champions again. There was no stopping George. In the national title game at Inglewood, California, the Bulldogs rolled over TCU 65-7. Georgia became the first back-to-back -back champion since Alabama a decade ago. The Bulldogs have now won 17 consecutive games. TCU finished the campaign with a 13-2 record. Fox's Bob Mortali, it's the biggest blowout in any college football bowl game ever. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631. It's News Radio 92343, partly cloudy in Pensacola today. Beverage and snack provider Buffalo Rock has now announced plans to expand into Santa Rosa County. The Birmingham-based company says they plan to buy 47 acres of property at the Northwest Florida Industrial Park on I-10. They're going to build a new distribution facility there. The investment expected to bring between 350 and 400 new jobs to the area. About 150 to 200 will be created here, while another 200 will be relocated from other areas. Santa Rosa Economic Development Director Shannon Ogletree says the project is expected to break ground in May, with the addition only six acres of the industrial park are still available. Some Florida Power and Light customers are starting to see slightly higher bills due to those higher fuel costs and, well, might not stop there. The company outlining their plans to recover costs associated with Hurricane Ian. They're filing plans with the Public Service Commission later this month. Our four-year rate plan will still be in effect, so that base rate will step down every, every year until we are completely in line with the rest of FPL. Speaking with Channel 3, company spokeswoman Sarah Gatewood says ultimately the bills should drop over the next three years. Santa Rosa County deputies responded to a reported possible hostage situation at the Dollar Tree store in Gulf Breeze yesterday. But they do say there was no actual emergency. The entire incident chalked up to a misunderstanding when an employee was having a personal emergency, asked patrons to leave, and then locked the doors. Deputies say they couldn't contact the store employee by phone, so they entered the building and cleared the store, but didn't find anybody inside. They say that whole situation again was just a misunderstanding. Representatives from a foreign oil and gas company are planning to visit Century this week. They want to look into setting up a manufacturing and distribution warehouse there. The company, looking at a 40,000-square-foot building, used to house a helicopter technology company. It's now been vacant since 2009. North Escambia reports the company's potentially looking to hire about five people. They'd have salaries around $46,000 a year, and they're also hoping to expand that operation in the future Company reps say they're planning to visit with town leaders to discuss their options and potential upgrades for the building this week. Florida Senator Rick Scott has currently embarked on a statewide tour. 
promoting legislation that he hopes to pass in Washington this coming year. Mayorkas, who's the Secretary of Homeland Security, and Joe Biden, they've decided to have a completely open border, and, it's, and so it makes every city a border city. Ultimately, we got to just secure the border. We got it, to, it's, it's as simple as that. The Biden administration, at some point, I hope people uh, demand that uh, the government, their federal government does what it's supposed to do, have a secure border. Scott's border crisis bill seeks to uh, put a stop to the influx of fentanyl and address the illegal smuggling of humans. On the southern border, Scott wants to ensure that uh, all border agents are conducting the same rigorous inspections at border crossings. FHP troopers say there were no serious injuries after a crash that happened on Highway 97. This was near Davisville yesterday afternoon. Car reportedly left the highway, hit a tree head on, and rolled over. Uh, the driver taken to the West Florida Hospital, but only with minor injuries. From that crash, FHP troopers are still investigating what happened there. It is 6.35 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Candy. All right. This is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Davis Highway, clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brent, and Fairfield. Executive Landscaping, big enough to get the job done, small enough to care. 250-3756 for a no-hassle estimate. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Beautiful day out there today with temperatures warming up near 68 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 50s, 54 degrees for your low. Small chance of rain with some more humidity builds in as you go into Wednesday. 10% chance of a stray shower. Plenty of clouds out there, high near 73. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 63 degrees and showers and thunderstorms move in as we go into your Thursday. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now it's 43, partly cloudy in Pensacola, 49 in Gulf Breeze. 39 in Milton. Our next news at 7, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with Your Money Now, the best job in the U.S., software developer. That's according to a U.S. News and World Report that identified jobs that are in great demand, are experiencing growth, pay well, have lower stress levels, and good work-life balance. Software developers make a median annual salary of $121,000. In the number two position is nurse practitioner, followed by health services manager and physician assistant. Chinese smartphone vendor Xiaomi plans to develop a battery-powered mid-sized sedan to take on Tesla's Model 3 as it steps up efforts to tap the mainland's electric vehicle market. The first model from the Beijing-based company is expected to launch at the end of this year, joining an overcrowded market of nearly 200 EV builders amid an accelerated pace of electrification on the mainland's roads. The basic addition of this car could be priced around $37,900. On Wall Street Futures, are mixed. That's your money now. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickness of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon.
Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-Info.com. Time is running out. Northwest Florida, Pensacola, Pace, Milton, Fort Walton. Your last chance to sign up for the 2023 Health Plan is January 15th for February 1st effective day. Call the Florida Blue Mobile Center, 850-273-5680. Coming to you. Florida Blue Plans offer reliable coverage at an affordable cost. With over 200 plan options to fit a variety of budgets and health care needs, there's sure to be one for you. Explore plans with low to no deductibles, $0 in-person and virtual visits visits and doctors with extended office hours. You may even qualify for lower monthly payments after financial assistance. At no cost to you, an exclusive Florida Blue agent will help you find the right 2023 Florida Blue plan and quickly get you enrolled. But don't wait. Sign up before January 15th. Call the Florida Blue Mobile Center, 850-273-5680. English and Spanish-speaking agents available. Tenemos agentes que hablan español. Individual exchange plans only if you qualify. Policies have limitations and exclusions. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host was a competitive opera singer. <laughs> Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Jenna Barr. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Six forty here on News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Devan Cook is the administrator for Santa Rosa County, and he joins us on a Tuesday every time we have a pair of meetings: the committee meeting on Monday and then the regular meeting on Thursday. Devan, welcome back to the show, sir. Morning, Andrew. Good morning. So uh, you had interesting times yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you, you got to have a couple of hours of the uh, the Milton City Council experience arguing about the wastewater treatment plant that isn't really your project other than you are trading a piece of property, 100 acres of property, for a promise for future access to the treatment capabilities of that plant, right? That's correct. And the vote yesterday, which is not a vote, it was really just to put it through to the agenda on Thursday where there will be a regular vote. This would be the last piece of the of the of the basically the uh, the puzzle of transferring that 100 acres for rapid infiltration basins over to the city. Um, But at this point, it's really just a technical change in the parcel description. The underlying agreement to transfer the property that was already made like May or something like that. Right. That's correct. Yes, sir. Very good. So what, in your perspective, having talked with like the economic development folks, Shannon Ogletree, obviously, um, as we've got more and more things coming into the industrial parks, how important is it to have 
somewhere, I won't say this particular location, I just say it's somewhere, how important is it to economic growth in Santa Rosa County to have somewhere to process the uh, sewage uh, sewage uh, processing? Well, it's, it's very important that we have capacity for our economic growth out in that area. Um, <clears throat> we are putting in our own um, small plant to service the, the park from the on the, on the Highway 87, but it's important and, and also important that we continue to work with the um, septic to sewer conversions in that area. You know, growth is coming to that area rapidly, and and obviously it would be best for everyone if we had sewer there available for the homes that are going to be built there in the next few years. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you don't have sewer to convert over from septic, or if you don't have sewer available to for the new homes that get built, then you're going to continue to have the problem that septic causes, right? I mean, that's that's one of the issues uh, because you don't have capacity to process it at the plant anymore, and the plant's got to move and all of that. Anyway, that's going to be on Thursday, so uh, we're looking forward to another uh, couple of hour circus on Thursday. I, I mean, a productive discussion by all the citizens. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you to comment. Um, one thing is you did discuss the Whittle building, and I guess I didn't catch this part of the meeting because I didn't have time to watch that portion, but uh, you guys are going to dem- demolish the Whittle building? That was the uh, uh, motion that was made, and that was moved to Thursday's agenda for a final vote. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. But sure. that, was, that was the motion that was made last night was to move it to the regular agenda so it can be discussed on Thursday. And and if that so that would be then the goal would be what to rent surface area to like I know Colton I think had talked about putting food trucks or something out there that basically if that's what you guys decide to do instead of allowing somebody to come in and temporarily occupy it and renovate it until FDOT needs the space for the expansion of Highway 90 do I have that about right? Yes, that's correct, and we don't have a plan yet on anything like food trucks. That's something that. That has been discussed on several occasions, but but at this point, you know the the recommendation would be to demolish the building and uh, keep the property. Okay, and so not really any plan after that, other than at least then the building isn't costing us money every month, right? Well, and and it's just you know it's a non-functional building. Our facilities people have looked at it and said that the cost to repair it would far exceed any value that it would offer to the county. So, um, you know, that's that's the decision the board has to make on Thursday. But, you know, that would be the the recommendation based on the information we received from Department of Health and Department of Environmental Protection. Very good. Uh, let me take a real quick traffic break of a couple of things I want to make sure to get to with you. We're talking to Devan Cook, Santa Rosa County Administrator. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, traffic on the fives brought to you by Discover Card. And uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Shemuckla, Woodbine, and Berry Hill, all clear. Uh, this is brought to you by Discover. And with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash any amount, anytime. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Devan Cook. Uh, you you guys, along with Escambia County, both put out press releases recently encouraging residents strongly to go interact with the broadband map that the FCC has out and to basically tell them whether access to their home is what they say it is. Is that right? Yes. The FCC maps, we have concern that they're not accurate. And this broadband initiative 
you know, would bring um, re- reliable Internet to, to homes in, in areas that are underserved, mostly rural, but there are some other areas that are still underserved by current providers. And, and you know, we would like to be sure that, that our residents um, have an opportunity to, to improve their, their Internet connectivity. And is this like what's at stake for people in terms of this? Like, if enough, if nobody does it, what do we miss out on compared to if a lot of people do it and the access is a lot worse than the map indicates? Are we talking about grant money that we're going to lose out on? What's what's the missed opportunity here? Well, as you may have seen in the press, the <clears throat> excuse me, the national media. I mean, the national. Uh, the federal government has lots of funds that are coming down to expand broadband, and we want to be sure we get a portion of those funds to help improve it for our citizens. So uh, it's federal funding, potentially through grants or just federal funds that are available. Okay, so this would be this is the fact predicate underlying the argument for a greater share of the funds, and if it looks like our broadband access is really good, we're not going to be able to get that money in order to improve Internet quality. Is that basically it? Yes, that's correct. All right. If people want to know, it's up on our Facebook page, but it's broadbandmap.fcc.gov slash home. And like I said, it's up on the News Radio 92.3 Facebook page. We have a couple of good news notes. Uh, one good news note is something that has been the entire time that I have lived here, nine years times about three, I think, in the process. The courthouse is finally going to open Tuesday. Yes, it will open on Tuesday the 17th. Uh, the news has uh, begun this week. Uh, the big push will be on Friday, and then over the weekend there'll be some testing of some of the new systems, and everything will be operational. and And court will uh, court proceedings will begin uh, Tuesday morning at the new facility. Now, now you are not a brand new graduate of the University of West Florida, uh, but it would <laughs> would it be accurate to say that pretty much since you went to the University of West Florida, this has been an issue. <laughs> Pretty much most of the time since I went to University of West Florida, <laughs> yes, that would be that would be reasonably accurate. Just, so finally, at long last, right? And then the other good news note is we got the reveal on the uh, highly secretive economic development project, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Shannon Ogletree is a big fan of the movies. What is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and what does it mean for Santa Rosa County? Um, Buffalo Rock, which is the parent company for Pepsi, has uh, we've made an agreement with them. They'll be uh, beginning construction uh, on a new facility there. Uh, they'll be bringing 200 positions from other locations that they'll be uh, closing, and then there'll be 200 new positions that'll be available to San Luis County residents. So we're very excited. That's a that's a big project, and and uh, we were able to announce it yesterday. And so that's that's huge for our industrial park and for Santa Rosa County. And that's, uh, so correct me if I got this wrong, we have the existing uh, industrial park off Highway 90, and then we've got the one that has got the entrances and the roads are built off of Highway 87, and then we've got the the other one or two that are coming in the future, but that's the one that's got the north and south entrances and the roads, but nobody's in there yet. We're like Hershey's ice cream and all those are going to go. Is that the one off of 87? Yes, that's correct. Um, that's the one we've had the longest, <clears throat> excuse me, on the 87 corridor, and and uh, 
these they'll be one of our first tenants along with Hershey's and Damon's Ice Cream, who's already announced, and another company called Lovell, uh, which is a distribution company. So right. we're excited to see that part taken off. Wow, that's fantastic. 200 transfer jobs and 200 new jobs. I will take it. That's fantastic. Devan Cook, he is the Santa Rosa County Administrator. Again, the meeting, the regular meeting is going to be on Thursday. And if you're interested in any of the projects that they're working on or talking about them, that's where you show up to talk about it. Uh, Devan, thanks as always for the time, sir. Thanks for uh, running the county. We certainly appreciate the work that doesn't always get a lot of recognition, but we know how important that it is. Thanks for the time, sir. Thank you, Andrew. Have a good day. You bet. 6.50 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. A-R-G-O-S! Argos! Go Argos! Go Argos! I'm Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. Join us this week on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we share about the Leisure Learning Program at UWF. Tune in to learn more about class offerings, registration dates, and how you can get involved with the program on campus. That's this Thursday on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Join Career Source Escarosa on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Thursday at 10. Andrew Michelle and guests will be here to talk about their upcoming career fair, January 26th at the fairgrounds. They're looking for companies who need to fill positions and they'll be taking your calls and answering questions. That's this Thursday at 10 with Career Source Escarosa on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. Average for a gallon of gas, 327. The Florida average is 328. Texas is 285. And California is 442. In Navarre, uh, east of the Walmart 306, west of the Walmart 305. Uh, in Tiger Point, th- that vicinity, Midway, uh, 305, the Murphy across the street from the Fort of the Garrison Point Bridge, 315 in proper at the Exxon Station. If you're in Milton this morning at the Raceway, it's 304. At the Murphy in P. Ridge, it's 304. And uh, P. Pace looks like 314. Getting over into Pensacola, the Walmart has 297. The uh, the other Walmart on US 29, the Murphy in front of there, has uh, 297. Also, coming in from the southwest side, looks like uh, 297 is your best price at the Pure Station at Jackson. Most other stations are uh, 306, 307 vicinity along Navy Boulevard. 653 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Class is canceled again today at a Virginia elementary school after a teacher was shot. One man offered a uh, prayer at a vigil that was held last night. 
Apparently that audio isn't going to work, but police in Newport News gave an update on the case Monday. They praised the teacher Abigail Warner as a hero for getting her students out of harm's way. Thousands of nurses still on strike at two New York City hospitals after failing to reach a contract deal. Both sides expected back at the bargaining table today. And apparently liposuction is now the world's most popular form of cosmetic surgery. Data out today from the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgery shows liposuction is now past uh, uh, breast augmentation uh, in that list, accounting for 15% of cosmetic surgeries worldwide. So removing has, uh, you know, uh, de-enhancing has now replaced enhancing. That's yes. most popular. Okay. That's, Suck right. it out. Make, That's it. <laughs> making things smaller versus making things bigger. Isn't that pretty much? I mean, I, I don't mean to get too technical in the way I describe these processes, but that's I'm about right, right? that you're not a surgeon. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I'm like right on the cusp. You know, right. I'm, I'm everything that's about a, my residency. That's a really good explanation for it. I like it. <laughs> Even I can understand it. It's great. Like Forrest Gump's mom. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> David, thanks so much for the update. 654 on News Radio 92.3. Oh, my goodness. What else do we have going on? Um, um, oh, no, I'm not getting into that right now. But I will tell you later. Don't worry. It's not going to happen. Here, I'll do um, traffic oh, real quick. No, oh, I, go ahead. I, I, okay, go ahead. Uh, roads are fine. Uh, traffic tips, text 437-1620. Sure, go ahead, pod. Andrew. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Um, oh, I uh, got a couple of follow-up notes. People making comments related to the ozone layer, which I said is healing, and the Great Salt Lake, which is depleting. And one of the comments was, is the ozone layer's healing trapping heat in more and contributing to global climate change? And I said, I didn't think so because I thought that was more of radiation shield rather than heat, uh, you know, containment. Uh, but I did a little very quick. Uh, this is certainly not my area of expertise. Um, look, and it seems like heat in the upper atmosphere, yeah, actually is retained a little bit more. So that's why we shouldn't have been healing the ozone layer, man. Cancer over climate change. Uh, no, uh, you know, that's one thing. Somebody else said, was it the reduction in driving? during covid that contributed to the healing of the ozone layer and i said i didn't think so because i didn't think tailpipe emissions are connected to the chlorofluorocarbon you know stuff that um was the main thing that we did to eliminate and the chlorine and the bromine and all that and um turns out i was right about that um yes reduction in driving decreased pollution in general um that's actually fairly clear but in terms of the ozone layer no and weirdly backwards because it turned out weird things you look at you know can find stuff quickly on the internet um uh, car tailpipes do not contribute to the ozone layer depletion in fact tailpipe emissions apparently have some positive effect on ozone formation you know the car doesn't emit ozone but apparently a couple of the things that it does emit contribute to the low ground level uh, formation of ozone. Uh, whether that transfers up to the upper atmosphere, I'm not clear. These are all things I'm not at all knowledgeable enough about. But I thought interesting questions. And I thought I'll give you the you know eight cents worth of research that I was able to do quickly on them because I find this stuff you know certainly fascinating. Four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty. Have you been paying attention to the story on the Sacred Show? Oh, oh this is. I I have no. This is gonna be a future news question. But, you know, Channel 3 has been looking into it to see whether they can verify that Peacock and or NBC actually has a contract with them for this show. And there was all this. I mean, David's been sharing the audio from them yesterday, which is good. Um, the producer of the show say it is legitimate. Um, it's already produced, so they're not they're under a production contract. Nobody's been able to exactly verify that it's going to be a streaming thing they say it is they're being kind of defensive understandably so about a critical story uh, on channel three uh i don't know man 
<laughs> I just, I know people had sent me some concerns and said, you know, you ought to look into this. I'm like, I did not have the time to look into that and to figure it out. Uh, I would say at this point it's unconfirmed, but we'll see, <laughs> which is like weird, right? I mean, you know, you've got this casting call to come out and show up for a TV show, and then there's questions about the authenticity of it. I, you know, I don't know what to make of it, so I'm trying not to give advice on it one way or the other. 658 News Radio 923. Time for future news. That's when Candy and I tell you the uh, the future as things go. Let's let's start here. Will Sacred turn out to be a legitimate production yes. product? I think so too. Yes, I mean absolutely. I think so. Too. They wouldn't I'd, waste time getting headshots and fifteen hundred people. And, I would hope. I mean, certainly I would course. hope so. Yeah. And it's not like we know what's going on, right? Let's and say I don't. you know with Cat Country. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. I don't know what's going on. That's, and yeah, and if you came and asked me about what projects are being in development for Cat Country, I mean, you got to find well, the right, right person or ESPN. who knows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. So maybe I don't know. Um, uh, wastewater yeah. treatment plant. I keep asking, is it is the property going to get transferred? Are they going to put it on that site? I don't know. Yes and yes. Uh, yes and yes. Will the Whittle building get demolished, as we talked about with Devan Cook? I guess we'll find out Thursday, but I say yes. Yeah, I, I guess. Think, That's what I it sounds so. like. I think so. It, it might be a closed vote because there's a lot of opinions on this, but I, I think that'll wind up happening. If that's actually on the agenda to happen, that's a big that's a change from finding somebody to, to, to live within it. Divine Farms Road. Um, they have approved the expansion of the borrow pit at the very end of it. <laughs> Is is the road going to be better? Is the bridge going to be safe? Are the residents going to be happy in the next, say, two years? Uh, in the next two years, sure. Uh, bridge, yes. Road, no. Residents happy, no. When the borrow pit stops digging dirt, that's when the trucks will stop, and then everybody can be happy. There you that's go. That's a long, Why do you long... ask? You're like my husband. <laughs> Don't read into that. It's a long term. Um, and Great Salt Lake, 10 years from now, does it exist no. as a water source? It'll just be the Great Salt. Yeah, I, I wonder the same thing. You know, it'll be the salt flats. We can go ride our Indian motorcycles across it. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.